1: Visit suedistracteddriver.com.
0: Time now for
1: Soccer City. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Powered by your Kentucky and Toyota dealers. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Ackett shall strike and scores.
0: Here are your hosts, Benton Newman and Zach Allen Kelly. Welcome to Soccer City Radio. My name is Benton. I'm Zach. Zach, how are you doing today?
1: I'm uh, pretty good. Although I'm worried, we got real heated in our pre, pre-show pre discussion. I think we
0: might have spent all of our energy before, <laughs> before the mics were on. We do that every show. We have like half the show, just like while we're getting ready, because we can't help it. We're in love with the game. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, thankfully. We just got to start taping like 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bonus track to release later All the other <laughs> stuff we went over So, we got a lot to go over today Award, A lot of awards were, were announced Or at least finalists for awards what Were announced for the USL announced. Yeah, we're going to get into that That's what we were just most recently talking about We had a lot of playoff action We're going to cover all that Elijah Widener will be joining us at 620 Make sure you stay tuned for that one It's, it's a good, th- good interview I like him, hometown kid. Yeah, I'm ready to hear from him, and then we'll talk about the upcoming preview for Dun 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 Tampa Bay. You nervous?
1: I was trying to think of the what the Star Wars (laughs) music is, and my mind is completely blank. The
0: Imperial March. (laughs) March. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about these uh, these awards, these finalists, all that, all that, all the shenanigans that came out first. Cover some snubs. Yep. So first thing, Kyle Morton was the. was on the second team of all the, of the, all USL, and he's a finalist for goalkeeper of the year. Fair in your books? Yes or no? Yeah,
1: I I think second team is uh, he had a great year. He got the Golden Glove. Like I'm not I'm not surprised if he gets first team. I I I was not surprised to see he got second team. Although it was it was not the goalkeeper I was expecting <laughs> to be ahead of him on the first team. So I'm a little annoyed with that. Who were you expecting? I so. I I could understand picking Steinwasher over him because Morton had a great year, but Morton also has an extremely good defense in front of him that does not let a lot of shots through. So he did not have to do the work. He was not carrying the team. Whereas I think you can make the case that that Steinwasher really kept that team afloat for a lot of the season. So just on who had had to do more, I think you could make
0: that case. So... It was Jordan Farr of San Antonio that won the, uh, the the first team honors and is a finalist for goalkeeper of the year and Steinwasher is not even a finalist for that so do you th- do you think that Jordan Farr deserved to be in those conversations no nah, i
1: think i think I think Morton and Steinwasher will get snubbed.
0: We're already we starting the uh, the San Antonio slander. You're getting a little ahead of yourself, huh? Getting some <laughs> getting getting some rare, rare Detroit camaraderie. <laughs> I'm I'm not on board with that. I'm gonna stay away from that one. I, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my Detroit comments for for a few items down this list here. All right. Gotta get it out of the way early. Sean Tosh, first team all USL in a finalist for Defender of the Year. Is that fair? And that's is that third in a row? Yeah. First team. Three in yeah. A year. I mean when
1: when the team is one of the best defenses in the league, and you score nine goals, it's hard to hard to see how you're not gonna gonna be first team and and up for defender of the year.
0: Even goals aside, like he had a really good year. And the most wild thing was is like at the beginning of the year, I'm like, oh boy, like I don't I don't know. I mean, I think these other guys are are the more quality starts. He had a shaky start, but then when he got in the gear. He like, never lost picked a it. Up. Well, and a ridiculous amount of passes and completion percentage. Like that not only
1: not only defensively a great year, but super involved in the build
0: up. Uh yeah. Yeah. All, think, just all around great defender. I it's, think he continues getting better. There's a and reason better. he keeps getting these. Yeah. So, so well deserved for him. Josh Widener did not win any uh, team of the year honors. However, he is a finalist for young player of the year. That's I, a, I think fair. I think I mean, we mentioned how great of a year
1: Tosh had. I think Sharpie has had a great year. Winder had it. the whole the whole back line played really good. Yeah. I I think we have said several times that what's so incredible about Winder is he's not just having a good year for a young player. He's having a, a great year for a for anyone. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think he's. I mean, he is he is young. Like you know, he's still growing. I, I think he's just barely outside. The, those all league teams. Yep. They, I think if they
0: had a bubble, he's probably right on the bubble. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at peace with him not being on the first team. My concern is is that he may not win Young Player of the Year simply because he is a defender, defending player. And and that that would be a huge and a more in a more attacking oriented player will probably win it because goals and you know. Yeah. So I'm already bracing myself. He for that is one. the clear Young Player of the Year for me in the league. Yeah. Now here's the one I'm a little triggered about: the Coach of the Year nominees were Ben Pierman of Memphis, San Antonio's coach, whose name I've forgotten, and Trevor James of Detroit. So, that, there's no Danny Cruz in that conversation. What do you think? Uh, um, I, I I mean, I think if you tell me
1: right off the bat, Cruz is not in the top three, I I think it's, it's a little harsh, but I think I could maybe understand the logic behind it, because that... I always have a problem with coach of the year awards because it's basically just which team most outperformed expectations award you know I think a lot of times coaches who are consistently good and 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 consistently coach great teams who have high expectations every season sometimes lose out on on Coach of the Year honors because of that because it's it, no, no one is surprised when you they expect your team to be good and then your team is good. And Coach of the Year, it seems like it always goes to like, oh, we, we didn't think this team was going to be good and then they had a great year. So in that context, I'm not surprised you didn't make it. But I, I do think Detroit
0: did not even have that great of a season that that that's that's the one that really <laughs> so I'm not accepting of the status quo of it should be the surprise year it is coach of the year I'm taking it verbatim yeah I'm I'll, we live I'll, in the world as it is though. I'm. I'll, I'll clarify here that I'm completely at peace with Ben Pierman yeah. being on that list and the San Antonio coach. Both absolutely deserved. And to be completely honest, like it probably goes to to Ben Pierman in I, my I voice. feel, like, but probably as as, the, as that award but, is usually given, that feels like that's Ben Pierman's award. And I, I and I think that's fair. I'm at peace with it. What I am upset about is Trevor James over yeah, that's the coach Cruz there. because like again, just because of the surprise like. Because Just because he
1: did very good recruiting in the off season doesn't mean he should be like no, snub no, for coach it wasn't, of the year. No, it was
0: It wasn't about that. It's like so. Just because we didn't know how a bunch of Nisa players would perform in this league, then Trevor James should get it. They got the playoffs their air quote first season. It's a team that's been around. Like they have an organization that is a, a, accustomed to this. It's well, not like they just got the staff together and, and built it. Not and, that that should be a factor of that anyway. And this
1: this league is not the NWSL. It, it's not that <laughs> unusual for a team to make the playoffs in the first season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there's not a. More teams There's not make it a huge barrier to entry. Yeah. You don't have to spend like lot. Lots of teams build a whole team in one off season and, and
0: are quite good. That, that's just the way the league works. So yeah. it, that's not even that crazy. And they were last one me. then. All like all indie had to do was be passable, and they would have been in. But they couldn't do that. <laughs> is there a is there a like a Razzie Coach of the Year? Because I think I think that goes to Indy. <laughs> Yikes! But no, I mean, what makes me mad is like. We Louisville City is supposed to be good, and Ike, not only because the players were retained, but he leveled up this team. He took a good team, yeah, and he made him them the, better. The,
1: we had a good offseason and got like, a bunch of good players to come.
0: I made sure to say this before the playoffs, but I'm convinced this is our best team to date, regardless of how the playoffs panned out. I've said it before, and I'm going to continue saying it.
1: I think it's a very strong case for is our best offseason recruiting class oh, yeah. ever.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I th- I think it's definitely up there. He's he leveled up an incredible team. It's hard to maintain being good, let alone level them up. He's he's and in, in put his own tactical influence into the into the game as he's, well.
1: He's managed the age transition with the core of the team very well because mm-hmm. I think I mean for for the last two or three years that has been. A big worry for a lot of people is like you look at the the core of that team that they that they we've kept together for so long and you know they're getting into their thirties yep. like they're getting into their mid thirties in some situations and, and like that is not an easy thing to
0: to manage a transition like that I think he's handled it extremely well yep so I mean it's for those reasons I'm upset that he wasn't nominated over Trevor James I think that's that's completely unfair would he win it compared to like a Ben Pierman? like I, I'd, I'd have a harder time arguing that like if I'm going to be okay. take like my like, have no bias in the in the equation there yeah. but what he's done is definitely top three material to me. Yeah I mean that, I that's I'm not super angry with that one because that's that's just how Coach of
1: the Year I, Coach of the Year is kind of a dumb award <laughs> it's just how it always is. I mean the
0: individual ones aren't really what matters but you know what I'm going to I'm going to latch on to anything that would ask big or small.
1: <laughs> you ask Coach Cruz if he would rather have a trophy or Coach of the Year award. I think he
0: would take a championship oh, uh, trophy yeah. every time. I mean, sorry, Coach. I'd rather us have the full trophy. That's but the real I, Coach of yeah. the Year award. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll see. There's still, still an opportunity at that. Uh, Trevor James is probably kicking back in his recliner right now. <laughs> there you go, Coach of the Year. Goodness gracious. All right. Let's talk playoff action. What happened in the West? Colorado Springs beat Sacramento. Surprising to you? Magic ran out. Yeah. Sacramento I, had that single elimination magic going. And finally finally caught up to him. I didn't have a strong opinion. I kind of thought maybe Sacramento would be out. Um, Colorado Springs. But I guess I'm putting a little too much into the missing Haji Berry factor. And we mentioned it like... Soccer's the team you could most yeah. take the best player
1: off of it off of and have it not matter a whole lot. And even if it's a it's a full team top to bottom
0: of the roster game. Yep, I, I mean you're, you're right there. And so um I don't know. It, I didn't have huge strong feelings on that one. So Colorado moves on. Good for them. Um, San Antonio over Oakland. Not really. surprised. big surprise. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not really. It would be a lot spicier if it was San Antonio and San Diego, but. uh... And oh, we we or,
1: were pulling for Oakland, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if anybody had.
0: Oh, and Donovan uh, got a little distracted uh, doing commentation, uh, commentating on the uh, MLS playoffs, and I guess didn't fully prep his team. <laughs> oh boy, I'd be so I'd be so mad that colla- at the collapse of their team. They got like three red cards that game at I, the end. I would have a lot totally of stuff s- to be mad about if I was totally <laughs> self-destructed. <laughs> if I was a San Diego fan, so that means the Western Conference Final. Is San Antonio versus Colorado Springs? How are you feeling about that? I mean I as someone who's still only a little
1: sure that the Western Conference even actually exists <laughs> that they actually play the games i I, it's, I don't have a strong opinion on that one i would I would like for San Antonio to not win so that that whoever comes out of the East could host uh
0: but I, yeah. I, I Colorado's played good, so I, I think yep. it's not a foregone conclusion. I agree with that, but I'm I'm not betting against San Antonio, but I'm with you. Like, go Colorado for the sake of the East, right? Did you see that they
1: they won that uh, that Oakland game with like 150 completed
0: passes for the whole game? No, really, I don't even know how that's possible. I watched I watched at least part of that game and. It was. They they brought it up
1: during the broadcast, and it was like twenty five minutes into into the Pittsburgh and Louisville game and both teams had completed more than that already
0: it's it's weird because like I've looked at them statistically um, San Antonio that is and they're just very weird for being a good team and you see it like when yeah. you're watching them like they're just like they just feel like they're on the ropes all the time but as soon as they get an opening they make the absolute That's most just of like, it it's insane
1: that in order to only have 150 completed passes and win a game it has to be every time you get the ball just bomb it down the and field like ex- just straight down to
0: the corner and that's exactly how it was like they yeah. made the, the absolute most of the few opportunities they had and it's so weird but it's something they've done consistently but it keeps all working. season yeah. yeah it's so bizarre like they're a very fascinating team in that regard so um, you know I don't want to get ahead of ourselves but Louisville City and them stylistically would be a pretty cool matchup and if we don't get it um, in 2022 I hope that next season they find their way in the meeting in the regular season Yeah, that would I think fun. that'd be interesting them coming here, obviously. Yeah, hopefully I, they want to see it hopefully, live.
1: <laughs> hopefully they fix their kit so that you can actually read who the players are. Oh goodness!
0: You know what? They had a really good third kit. I want to say like two years ago. Yeah. Looked like one of those VCR covers from back in the day. They Love had the old Spurs. Yeah, I, I know exactly the one you're talking. Oh, about. It's, it's right up my alley. I actually I thought about getting it too. I yeah. don't buy jerseys from the other teams, and I almost got that one. And in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't, just because they seem like a, a threat to us right now. <laughs> All right. We, we want to talk about the weird game in the East. Oh, which one? Uh, uh, both of them. Yeah, both no. of them were crazy. We'll, yeah. we'll
1: talk about the other one later in the show and get oh, more yeah. in depth. But that, that Tampa Memphis game, have you Bizarre. ever seen
0: an ending like that to a game? What a roller coaster in just a few <laughs> minutes. Oh, my God. Man, to have <laughs> in
1: stoppage time, a team gets a penalty, misses the penalty, the other team also gets a penalty and then closes the game out, all after the
0: ninetieth minute. Absolute madness! You know what? Your guy here was really tired and I fell asleep for a lot of that <laughs> match, but I woke up in time to watch that madness. So I felt like I watched the whole match because it came down to most bizarre. That sequence. feels.
1: <laughs> I'm not calling either of the calls into the question, but you just you look at at the at the at the play by play on that and you're like oh that ref had had plans for the evening <laughs> like no this this is not yeah. going to overtime <laughs> this got to finish now
0: dude man all 13 <laughs> of memphis's fans have to be so mad right now <laughs> 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 I had to throw that jab in there uh, but I don't, you know. I thought it was going to be a really interesting match because it was in Memphis, and because they play in this goofy baseball stadium, and the fact that Memphis is actually pretty good this year. Like, I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen there. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody had that on their bingo cards. But uh, Tampa, like, they're just a team that finds a way. Just keep moving. And Louisville City on Saturday, they're a team that just found a way. we'll talk more about that later. But what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut the commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Elijah Widener, seeing how things are going with him. So make sure you stay tuned here to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680,
1: 105.7. You're listening to Soccer City, powered by your Ana Toyota dealers, right here on
2: ESPN Louisville.
1: Welcome back to Soccer City Radio here on ESPN six eighty I'm Zach. I'm Benton. Benton. We have pretty great guests
0: joining us this segment. We do, we, we do. We
1: have Louisville City's first-ever Academy signing, hometown hero, Elijah Winder. Elijah, welcome on the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing?
1: Pretty good. So, uh, Go I, you've had quite quite the season uh, this year. Uh, you you spent some time... Early in the year, coming back from from injury, out on loan with Tucson, uh, and then and then you've come back and been playing with Louisville City. I, I'm just kind of curious. What has this year been like for you? I mean, uh, what's it like, you know, going going off to Arizona, playing with a different team, and then coming back playing with Louisville City again? Uh, how how has has it been to adjust off the field to all that transition?
2: Uh, it's been a new very new opportunity for me um this Louisville was my first professional team, so and it's also home. so it was my first time being away from home, going into a new environment where I don't know anyone out there. but I think the experience overall is a great experience for me personally and uh it's a great way to learn about how the professional life is because it's very rare to be at one team in one place for your whole career.
0: Was it? How was it adjusting playing with a different set of players that you hadn't like played with before? At least in the professional level, I'm, you know, I'm sure that all, that happened a, a number of times in your, in your younger days. But was it was it different or challenging or anyway? I guess you also had the injury factor that you were recovering from that too. Yeah,
2: I would say the injury factor was the hardest part coming back from that, and getting confidence back in my leg, building up the strength, the players. Uh, it, at, at the beginning, it's probably kind of tough. You got to learn everybody's playing style and all that, but you pick up that very quickly. Especially when you spend a whole bunch of time off the field with them as well, you get to know each other, and that helps translate onto the field.
1: Uh, what What was Arizona like? I've heard the food's good there. Did you find did you find any good <laughs> any good meals?
2: Oh, a whole lot of good Mexican meals. Great Mexican meals.
0: <laughs> Lots of cool. good chilies. Not the not the Cincinnati kind of <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Now, in your in your third appearance for um for Louisville City this season, you got your first goal against Sacramento and uh we could see the the joy in your face, but I want to hear it from you. How did how did it feel getting that first goal?
2: That was a great feeling. It was a uh, a big relief for me finally watching the bus slowly rolled into the net, watching it. it felt like it was going in slow motion, but once it finally rolled over the line it was it was a great feeling to finally have my first goal because I've been waiting for that moment for years now.
0: I remember in the in the media right um, after the match and stuff, you were still grinning ear to ear. I knew that that one had to mean a lot.
2: Oh, it really did. I think uh, I think my dad was probably more happy than me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what what's it been like taking the field with your brother? Uh, this season at the same time I mean I'm sure you guys grew up playing a lot together is it is it weird to put on professional jersey together and be out there on the field at the same time
2: I mean it, it's a great feeling for sure but for us I wouldn't say it's necessarily weird because it's nothing new for us he's always played up with my age growing up we were always on the same team so we've always been on the same team for our whole life pretty much but like it is it's a real feeling to be on the same team as my brother at the professional level.
0: Now Saturday was a very tense match we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, you got to enter when when things are getting pretty um, pretty desperate um, I mean given the context um, and needing a comeback like were you nervous or like what was going through your head in that moment?
2: To be honest I wasn't I wasn't too nervous. I was just thinking of it we were down 2 zero barely any time left so I was like Danny puts me in gives me the instructions and going into the game like that you really have nothing to lose so you can play you can play a whole lot more freely and then when you're playing freely the soccer comes a lot more easy and more natural so I think in a situation like that it was actually maybe less nervous than going into a game where it's where it's a closer score we have to keep the, the the lead but I think going in down the go- down two goals, you can just go out and focus on your playing.
0: Now the the mentality side of things, like in, in this kind of contexts, is that was that an adjustment that you had to make from from playing in your youth versus now playing kind of professional ball? Was there any changes there, or was it kind of just more of the same, just at a different level?
2: Uh, it's more of the same because they try to teach how we play in the academy and our youth level here similarly to the same playing style as uh, they do at uh, first team so i've known the playing style for years now and it's just it's just different tactics depending on the game but it's not really a different style
1: so uh so this week's game it seems like it's become a regular thing meeting up against tampa in the the conference finals how how is the team feeling heading into that game this weekend
2: uh, the team, we're very excited. It's a, obviously a big rival. We play them, play them a lot, especially in the, the playoffs every year, pretty much. But I think our whole team, we're really excited for this game. Um, everybody's up for it. We can't wait for game day. And, um, we just got to go out there and get the win.
0: Now, do you feel you've, you've seen them twice this season? Um, do you, do you guys have a good feeling like you know what to expect from them, or are they a team that you're kind of expecting for them to throw a curveball at you?
2: I mean, our coaching staff, they do a great job of, of scouting and having us as prepared as possible. But at this level with these teams, there's always – every coach has a curveball or, or a trick up their sleeve, so you can't always fully know what to expect. But I think our coaching staff, they do a great job of uh, preparing us as best they can for what we're going to see.
0: Now, um, we talked about food earlier, and we always like to ask about this one. What are some of your favorite restaurants to eat around town here? I need some them good food, food recommendations. Plus, you're local, so we expect good picks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a, actually a little taco restaurant that's around the corner. I think it's called Los Corditos, but that's where a lot, me and a couple, few other players, we go after every, pretty much every game.
0: Oh, I've never even heard uh, of it. Like authentic Mexican tacos. Oh, that's good. That's, a good. that's a good pick. There we go. Yeah, there we go. I like that pick. All right, I got one more question for you, and this is a real hard one. I see on Instagram a lot that's you guys do a lot of races and practices, and it seems like you guys put a, like, a lot of stake into it. You're really getting into it. So I, I got to know, who's faster, you or Josh?
2: Oh, me. Sure yeah, easy?
0: <laughs> no question. No hesitation there. I like the confidence. Oh, we got to bring Josh out next week and ask the same question. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, Elijah, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been awesome to see your uh, your growth thus far in your in, in your career and what you've been able to do for the club. Um, very excited to see what the future holds for you and particularly see what the future holds for you on Saturday. So wishing you and the rest of the team the best of luck. Yes, I appreciate it.
2: Thank you for
0: having me. Right, thanks Take for coming on. Again, that was uh, Elijah Weiner. First Academy signing. We were talking about this uh, for 2018. It was uh, at Lynn Stadium, Baby Lynn Stadium, Uvel Lynn Stadium against New England Revolution. Yeah, I mean,
1: first signing for the Academy and then moving on to the first team pretty quick
0: <laughs> after that yeah I, I was, I, was ta- I, I don't remember who I was talking to this about about this before I'm, I've been big into the academy the concept of it like I think it's so vital to the soccer ecosystem and I knew how important it was going to be for the club but for us to bear the fruits that we've gotten so quickly is insane to me well I mean especially you look at the at who was on the field at the
1: close of that game this last weekend and and it's been it's been such an aid to the team to be able to to bring in all these academy players mm-hmm. this consistently, and they're familiar with the system, and they like come right in and, and don't seem to to skip a beat. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been a huge huge improvement to the team's death depth to have the academy there. I just think
0: it's insane how many guys we already have, and then there's other guys that have been you know flirting around. They have these uh, you know these these dual contracts that still like keep their collegiate eligibility, and some of these other guys have gotten in the mix like. It's just it's just growing a lot faster than I thought, and well, I'm thrilled about that. And I think I think it's shown shown a spotlight on yeah, because it, I mean we
1: give the academy a lot of credit, but I think it's really shown how strong of like a soccer culture was already here in Louisville that was yep. just not not getting tapped. Yep. Uh, because I mean, like Elijah, he was the academy sorry, but he he was not <laughs> he he signed with the academy very shortly before he moved up to the first team, so it's not like the Academy brought him up from youth. I mean, a lot of these early Academy signings are players that had already come up through uh, what you can now see was a, a strong youth system
0: already existing in the city. You, you have to imagine that the level of training that they're going to get is going to be at, at minimum at par, if not better, as these as these young kids kind of go through the ranks, a more you know structured, at least as far as in terms of getting what Louisville City like wants out of the occasion, or even racing whenever they figure that the sell side of, yeah. of a, yeah, of a pipeline out. I'm
1: really, really interested to see a couple years from now, once we start getting like a class of academy players that have come through the system all the way from youth up to to the first team like really starting early that that's when you'll really
0: i think see the the, the full fruits of the academy. What yeah, one day we're going to look at the a starting 11 of some match and it's going to be at like at least half if not more like homegrown guys and that's going to be so cool. Oh. That's going to be so cool. I'm so excited for that. The beauty of soccer, right? All these homegrowns. I love it. Love seeing the local kids do well. All right, we mentioned it talking about Elijah. Let's talk about it now Louisville versus Pittsburgh. Oh boy, that's a boring one, right? <laughs> <laughs> talking about By the emotion- book game. <laughs> talking about an emotional roller coaster.
1: <laughs> Man, I'll be honest. I'm be honest with you, Benton. I have I have had trouble these last few weeks getting getting up for the games and really. Being into the team and that game sucked me back in. <laughs>
0: they they call that kind of match one for the neutrals. <laughs> it was uh, certainly exciting, but uh, I was not feeling good for a while there. I was already plotting my head like, oh my god, we're not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time. You know, out to you know Pittsburgh of all teams.
1: And we we oh. talked about it a little before we recorded it. It does. Man, every every year that they keep that streak going, I feel like
0: the pressure gets even higher to not break the streak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah the ante keeps getting higher and higher. But um, So, we'll, we'll go through the match. Um, a lot of interesting things to it. Uh, first off was the the tactical side of things. Started off with the back three formation, which I was applauding Against does, Hartford, does it seem like we have trouble giving up goals with the back three? <laughs> I mean, if you look at holistically, yes. But against Hartford, you can't tell me that wasn't some beautiful soccer that we were playing there. Yeah, but Hartford sucks. I know, <laughs> I know that. I didn't say they were good, but uh,
1: as you brought up lots of times and tried to jinx us before
0: that game, Hartford's not good. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not. But uh, you know, so we start with the, the back three. And I like, and I like how da- how Danny's. Um, Really teaching the team To to embrace it It might not fully be there yet Even this season But the fact that it's a it's something we have in the back pocket to throw at a team and maybe catch them off guard. I think that's invaluable. And I think in situationally, itself. it's a good look. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I'm not sold on playing the full game in that
0: formation. Yeah. at Yeah, so point. I mean, we conceded one goal in that in that first half when we were playing that back three. I think we had majority possession there. had a, had a hard time making anything of that. It was and a they, pretty bad goal to concede, though. Yeah. And
1: like Cicerone was wide open in the middle of the box, directly in
0: front of goal. <laughs> Do you feel that was a formational issue or? A, or some sort of player or players lapse i think probably a little of both i I mean it like
1: we have been leaving players open in the middle of the box in that back three is one of the issues we've had um uh i mean i I do think if you watch that uh i mean tosh steps up to cover the front post there and then cicerone's left open on the back post You've got two Pittsburgh players there, and Manny's the only defender left back, and he sort of was in between them, and and so that, that's why he was so open yeah. there.
0: And like we were saying before, should Manny have stepped up and been on that guy, or should have Tosh been on that guy to begin with, and maybe they shook our back line out of there? I mean, yeah. I mean, credit to, to Coach Bob Lula, like he's he's tactically very smart, and maybe that was perhaps exactly what part of their game plan yeah. was. I mean, there was an overload. Yeah. There. And, yeah. So I mean props to them they, they made the most of the few opportunities that, that they had there. We had a lot of we got the ball in dangerous areas, but I wouldn't say we had a lot of opportunities. We weren't getting a lot of shots. We didn't have it, any shots on target it felt in the to first me half.
1: That I I, I I wrote it down in my notes in all caps, but that that first half I was screaming like just take the shot. I feel yep. like there were so many instances where a player had a pretty good shot and they passed it they passed it up to try to make a really great pass, and and sometimes you got to be aggressive and just take those shots yep. when you get them. I, Paolo, Paulo in particular. Had one where he had a good ball play to play to him at the top of the box that I think he could have let rip, and he tried to play a pretty difficult through ball there. Uh, and I think it's just situation it was there were a bunch of situations like that yeah. where it's like it's, at some point like just take the shot.
0: Yeah, we got and we got a lot of corner kicks, and it only seemed like we were fine like letting those balls roll out and get the corner. But we just we're just not good of making the most on the corners. I mean, we scored a couple times. We got like, some good shots out of some quarters that.
1: Uh, I mean, this was in the second half, I think, but Tosh in particular had that like falling over, like o- foot over the head, sideways kick this that is- was just a bullet, and, and it got saved, but it, it's, yeah. you're not going to get much better of a shot than
0: yeah. that. it was beautiful, and I think you're right. I think it was more the second half, which, good segue, because the second half, we've I think we've been more of a second-half team this season. I feel like we've done yep. well-adjusting, whether that's tactically or just uh, Danny uh, giving it to the boys in the locker room, you know, yelling at him, lighting that, that spark or whatnot. And so that's why, going into it, I was feeling like, alright, you know, I'm confident. We're a second-half team. We're only down by one. Then they score almost immediately on us. It was like three minutes in. Yeah, it was not <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. That's, yeah. when, that's when the danger really starts setting into me. Oh, <laughs> I sank a
1: little bit there. Yeah. I mean, the stadium got quiet. Very Like, quick. that's... that's
0: The the road team going up 2-0 is, is like a knife to the, the energy in the stadium. But the counterpoint to that, and I don't know if I'm making this quote up, but I've heard that 2-0 is the most dangerous scoreline. So, I will say, it felt to me in that
1: second half, like, as the time was going on, I was like... I was thinking, this I f- I feel like this game is either going to finish two to nothing or two to two in regular time because it 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 felt like because Pittsburgh was really putting everyone parking the bus like getting everyone in the box. They had ten players behind the ball at all times, and and it does feel like when a team whenever a team really really tries to protect a lead like that. It's you get that first goal and it throws the whole team off and it changes the changes the mood in the stadium. And so I just, like, I, I was not sure the goal was going to come, but I felt
0: pretty confident that if the first goal came, the second goal was going to come. I, I didn't, I was feeling real down. I wasn't sharing that same optimism if we score one. America I was not optimistic they no, were going to get I the first I goal. I mean, <laughs> in terms of scoring twice, I'm like, I mean, I just yeah. I was not I felt more. like
1: it was no
0: times or twice that 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 was all that was all it was going to be. I remember it's right about the 80th minute. I literally was watching people like leave. I'm already like just getting things. I was already thinking about the show and talking about. It. I'm like, oh no, like because I'm still convinced. I learned my real-
1: lesson last season in the course finals that no matter how late it is, you you get two goals real quick <laughs> as a home team,
0: man. But you're right. I mean, and to score that 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 first goal that I mean that gave me hope. Like I wasn't confident that we were going to come back, but the hope was there. There was still time. Like you said, we could come back. And I have not felt an energy swing like I have in that match. Like yeah. well, this, the full the full crowd, the stadium, everybody getting into that. The momentum shift. I mean, and Elijah palpable. mentioned it, but I mean, check
1: it. We we subbed in a bunch of players, and you do play real free when you're down two to nothing. I mean the 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 attack looked a lot better than it did in the first half, and and you know, it's just for a team like Pittsburgh, it's really hard when you're in that just protect the lead mentality. You get that first one, the crowd's back in it. It's just it's it's hard for the momentum to not catch up to you there and you can't you can't just flip the switch back into oh now now it's a one goal game now we gotta play a different style yeah it was
0: pretty uh, pretty wild Zach I got more thoughts on this match but what we gotta do is we gotta cut to a commercial break we haven't even made it to overtime yet oh yeah I still have have more thoughts to share so stay tuned here at Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680-1057
1: You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckyana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville.
0: Welcome back to Soccer City Radio. My name's Benson. I'm Zach. We got to finish talking about that. Yeah, to finish. Pittsburgh match. Yeah, there was too much there. We couldn't fit it all in. <laughs> too much to cover. And we couldn't fit it into, <laughs> into a regular ninety minutes either. We, we left it off when we were feeling desperate. It's about the 80th minute. We're... I'm, I was I was about ready to cry. It's it's do or die time. Yeah, it was yeah, and I was uh, feeling pretty pessimistic at that point. Um, but like leading up to that, about that point, we were doing a lot of like a lot of substitutions, and it wasn't so much like formation changes, but like it almost I don't want to call it like throwing at the wall and see what sticks, but it was I think it was one of those things where you just you got to put we need goals
1: so you just got to get some attackers in there You
0: put some fresh legs on the pitch and you give you give guys opportunities to see see what they can do because you know obviously what was out there like wasn't working no offense to any of the guys out there it's just sometimes like sometimes it's your day sometimes it's not and and you just got to see what you have on the bench that's exactly why the bench is there so we start to see some of those substitutions guys like elijah came in guys like carlos came in um who out? You know, there's there are a few others. Cam, yeah, Cam got in the match. Yeah, very exciting. Which that ended up being a big factor.
1: I, I I gotta say, I love I love the confidence in the in the coaching to sub in Cam, have him score a penalty, and then sub him off for that overtime.
0: what so I, that's I, I, that's a like I know what the plan is. Yeah. So we, I mean, I couldn't believe that we 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 drew a PK shortly after scoring that first goal. That was like. Oh my gosh, that was such such a relieving feeling, and seeing Cam step up. Like I felt, I felt that's a point I did feel confident when he was coming up to it. What I was concerned about is when he did get subbed out at the end of regulation. I'm like, uh oh, did he aggravate something? Did he hurt something? Was there is there something new going on? I did, but.
1: No, I, I think that was the plan. Yeah, I think no, it no. was always the plan that he was coming was, off at the, yeah, in I was, the regulation. I was
0: about to confirm that that was the case, because that was definitely something I had planned on asking after the match, and, and Danny just went ahead and, and spoke right to it. But they knew he was on, on limited minutes to to begin with, so did, thankfully no nothing new there. I think it was a little funny to
1: see after that PK was drawn. Tosh and Cam were both on the field, and it, that, that's that been Tosh's ball this season. And I, I, did, I did see that Cam... Ran up immediately, grabbed that and waved everyone off us off. Like, "This us <laughs> so be mine.
0: So, to be fair, that's exactly what you want from your striker like that. <laughs> but Tosh was, was commenting today, he's like, you know, was the um, or no, he's talking, he was talking about the Hartford one, but like how he gave that that penalty to Cam as well. He's like, you know, I was on nine goals and I could have been at 10 and I gave it to him. <laughs> I don't know, I just thought that was uh, I have found funny, in our old
1: me old man league that. It's whoever, whoever grabs that ball first and wants it the most gets to take the free kick or the penalty. and, <laughs> and
0: it, it should be a guy like Cam. It should be your yeah. striker. They should want to take it. You know, like you you want that. So I'm I'm fine with that. But when he stepped up, like I was confident. Heck, if Tosh did I would have been just as confident. Oh too.
1: yeah, either of them is. going to I knew be right when we drew it. the, the PK, no, like were No real difference of confidence it. there.
0: The I don't know. Maybe the momentum got to me, but once we drew that PK, like, also good. I knew it. Good draw
1: by by Elijah. There, we didn't give him props while we were reviewing him, but. Yeah, I mean, he made a good move. He got in front of the defender uh, and and got got the call there.
0: Yeah, tell me about that. You you, you broke down how to like win the call and when not to call that stuff and I thought that was really interesting cuz I never thought of it that way. Well, before. okay.
1: This is not cuz this is not officially in the rule book. This is not a heart fast It's thing. a good rule but, of thumb, but though. it in, sounds in right. In general. Yeah, cuz that my dad had asked me after the game, um, why was that a penalty on that foul on Elijah, but a no call on a pretty similar-looking play against Napo a little later on than that. Mm-hmm. There was – on the down the right side, he also kind of got pushed down by a defender, and it was a no-call there. And, and I was telling my dad, generally, as a rule of thumb, if the defender gets their shoulder in front of the attacking player's shoulder and muscles them off the ball that way, you are usually – the defenders gonna get the benefit of the doubt there it, you know mm-hmm. because it, it, in in an essence you beat that player to the ball yeah so you, you are you get you usually get away with a little contact in that situation mm-hmm. if you if you are not able to get your shoulder in front of the defender and go through them like what happened with Elijah generally you're gonna get it called in those situations because yeah. uh, that's sort of seen as that the attacker had the position on you, and you used you 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 used the push to get the position rather than getting it, yeah. rather
0: than beating them to the ball. It may not be written like that in the in the rule books, but I think that's a good way and, of putting. it. And that's think, usually how you'll see it called.
1: Yeah, in, in in cases where there's not really really egregious, like you don't just kick them in the <laughs> yeah. in the feet, where it's just like if you're just muscling them off the ball, you usually. You'll usually, if you're the attacker, you'll get the call if you get your shoulder in front of them, or or vice versa for the defender.
0: No. When we went to extra time, it was tied up 2-2.
1: Also, great goal for Manny. I don't think we mentioned that. But that
0: first goal was was scored by Manny. Oh yeah, we kind of yeah we kind of yeah. we kind of oh, that.
1: It was pretty shallow angle. It was Did a good ha- shot.
0: Did he have any goals earlier? That was in his this first season? goal. I thought so. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recall him scoring. What time to get a goal? By the way, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it could not have come at a better time. So, so we tied it up. Now we're in extra time. How were you feeling in extra time? Like where was your confidence at? So, because <laughs> we mentioned that you know Cam Cam was subbed off, and I was
1: just looking at the lineup. So Oscar came in. Yeah, yeah. Back and back I was three. like. It's going to be a real weird extra time. It's like strike, real, real, just who's who's left line up on the, on the field. Very much was. Yeah, as I was going to say, we were so confident in Manny after he scored the goal that we moved him to striker because we didn't have anybody else.
0: I, I mean, that's it's a pretty good like unique choice. Like I see, he's very like for being. Well, he was
1: gassed. I, I think it's just. Whoever whoever could run the least had to play Striker at that but point. but his
0: style like his his aggression and yeah, on, ex, on the guy, offensive yeah. side thing like I can see it it made sense even if it wasn't for some of his other factors a little was confident like, coming off that goal yeah I could see it being a nice but obtuse yeah, I, choice
1: I mean you know I hate to be in this position but I was I was kind of that's kind of like hopefully we can just get it to build the kicks <laughs> just really? with with the lineup it was it was, a, it was a funky
0: lineup oh I mean with the momentum we had. I thought I like I, I did like, feel like they were they were on the front foot. I'm like if somebody scores, it's going to be Louisville. What I didn't want is to go to PKs because that's a coin flip. I yeah, that I don't, is so I don't random. Like it, but yeah, that was stressful. I'm like we need to score. I'm like if somebody's going to score, it's probably going to be Louisville. Like we had the, we still we kept that momentum, that feeling in the stadium. Like it had to be Louisville. Oh, yeah. if somebody was scoring there. That was my thoughts, but the goal didn't come. And, and you know, part of it could be yeah, you know, we were dealing with a pretty uh, funky lineup at that at that point pretty, uh, you know, suboptimal from yeah, like a technical... Su- they
1: had chances. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. Not, not to take away from or anything, but... Um, so it goes to goes to PKs, and whew, you can talk about nerves. Ooh. Although,
1: something that'll make those nerves feel a lot better is blocking one right up top.
0: So I, I, I tell my seatmates this a, a lot. My two favorite things in soccer is one, when the opposing team gets a red card, and two, when your keeper stops a penalty kick. Those are such huge moments, huge well, moments. Well, and
1: it's just it's such a weight off everyone else's back for the rest of it because oh, yeah. Louisville came up to every kick in the in the driver's seat. Like, yep. you know they they had the lead. Like it's it, it takes it takes the pressure off everyone else on the team when you block one up front like that. Yeah, it did. I mean, also. I'm just going to bring it up. Soccer City
0: bump. Hey, you know who got the Soccer City bump today?
1: Yeah, Dan Danny on here recently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Elijah. It uh, is real. Eli- Elijah's due for the bump yeah. on Saturday, huh? But yeah, I mean, Danny Fonda is like, what a story. Going from open tryouts to now starting in the playoffs. Going to penalty kicks, blocking a kick. <sighs> Storybook stuff right Ooh. there. Incredible. You just won't awesome, see it. <sighs> that- <laughs>
1: That Pittsburgh player telegraphed that kick. I don't think I've ever seen anyone. <laughs> you got to do a little bit. You got to close your shoulders. You got to try to do something. Everything about what he did said, I am kicking it to the right side of the box. <laughs> and
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, we got that one stop. That's all we needed. We made all of our shots. Guys like Josh. Guys like Carlos. Two Academy guys stepping up there. Yeah. I was going to say, we, we talked about the Academy.
1: Two, two Academy products. Scoring goals, uh, I mean Atosh, Atosh and think, Oscar. I don't think anyone was worried about Atosh or, or not burying theirs. I didn't know what to expect
0: from Oscar to be honest. He's such a good passer. Uh,
1: when I when I'm like looking for someone to to take PKs in, in a situation like that, I'm always like go with the best
0: passer. Yeah, so yeah, that I mean that that's he's fair. experienced. Yeah, it, it worked out. I just I didn't know what to expect there. He made it. That's all I care about. So, and uh, instant classic. I kept saying Pretty that. Pretty confident from Josh going top shelf like that. That's that's a risky move. He's a skilled player. Skilled player, he's got it. So um, you know, it was a nail biter, it was a classic. Uh, I mean, wasn't our, our, our best match of soccer ever, but that, that's not what the playoffs are about. The playoffs are it's survive in advance. That's the that's a term that's you hear a lot in March. It's exactly what's happening right now. Survive in advance. That's what they did. <laughs> got the job done. Stressful fashion But Very stressful I like that they did it On the Cooper's end <laughs> yeah. I like that they keep All the banners in the shots For all the kicks. I was hoping Because I'm like Well I'm like Well Scouse's house Is already filled So I hope it's at the other end So everybody migrates there And then he has this, this huge nice visual there That yeah. Yeah, was pretty cool So um Good visuals On all those Philly kicks Yeah So a lot, of, a lot of greatness Going around Big sigh of relief But now Tampa Part three they got the better of us the past two times in the playoff. What about part three? You know, I probably should have looked up the Imperial March during the dun, <laughs> credits. Dun, I missed. We don't play that anymore for um, for when they're announcing the opposition. It's a lineup, big do game. We? It's a big game this weekend. I don't. I don't think so. We used to. I think. I feel like they changed it. Um, no, Kyle Morton. Cameron Lancaster's on the road to recovery, so I'm kind of assuming it's gonna be a similar situation. Probably similar. We'll see him in the second half. Brian Obi, quote, has had a good week of training. End quote. Will he make his return this week? I don't know, but it sounds promising. I we, feel we like don't know.
1: if I'm just <laughs> just gamesmanship, I'm saying he had a good week, regardless of of how things went, just just well, to I keep hope, Tampa guessing. I hope Danny didn't
0: lie to me. <laughs> I just want to know out of curiosity. But no, we'll see what happens. I'm confident whether he is or is not available. We got a deep for team for a reason. got to get at least Score a prediction, on putting me. you on the spot. Uh, 3 nothing us. Oh, my God. I love it. There we it. go. Blow I, out. I love it. Uh, I'm doing one nothing us. We're squeaking by because it's Tampa, and I, y- you got to respect them. Be a tough match. I'm glad it's at home. Thank you guys for tuning in here to Soccer City Radio, ESPN 680-1057. I'll see you at Lynn Family Stadium this Saturday. See you
1: next week. We're on Wednesday next week. Oh, yeah, Wednesday next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDER NOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you.
0: Injured in a car accident? Visit
1: Sue Distracted